Hey guys, I'm Renee. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Let's Dabble. <laughs> so I've learned um, through being a writer that we all kind of become subpar experts in basically everything. <laughs> not not great experts, but you know, we, like a lot of random stuff too. Like a jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so in this podcast, we're going to go through sort of my Google search history, um, and we're going to discuss all of those the random crap that I tend to research um, that nobody has any business researching, like how to dispose of a body and when licorice was invented and, you know, stuff like that all the good things all the good things <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know renee is an author and so if you haven't checked out her books yet please head over and check those out um but like she said we're gonna kind of dabble in her search history which will be super fun um so with that let's just go ahead and dabble um today we're going to talk about things Victorians did that would be really weird if we were to do them today. <laughs> there's, like, there's like a lot. Victorians were super <laughs> they whack. They were super weird. They were super whack. Um, <laughs> so just to give you a little context, I've been working on a Victorian murder mystery, um, and I've been doing that thing that a lot of writers do. When you're reading a historical fiction, you kind of get so absorbed in the story mm -hmm. that you don't pay attention to inaccuracies, <laughs> and you're like, whatever, these references are awesome, but as a writer, when you're <laughs> writing them, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't reference that war, it hasn't happened yet. I have to research exactly when that war ended. And <laughs> then you go into like a black hole of just nonsense that you didn't need to know about, about anything. Not always even in relation to your book in right? the first place. <laughs> yeah, you could start like researching that whenever that war ended and you end up reading an article about arsenic, like it doesn't happen. <laughs> Like, you go, it, it gets, can get kind of crazy, so... It's the best part. Yeah, so this project took me down some weird paths that I that I want to share with you. And I really, I love bringing these weird things to Caitlin's attention because she's got the best reactions to stuff. She has, and they're genuine, too. I'm very easily amused, and I'm also very easily surprised, so it just makes for a great combination. It's a shame you can't see her facial expressions, too, because that's half the fun, frankly. Um, so the first thing that I noticed um, when I was researching the Victorian era, and I guess this was just naturally because it there features a murder, the project I'm working yeah. on, um, you're going to talk about dead things. Victorians really loved dead things, and in <laughs> fact, when a family member would die, the first fun fact I learned, when a family member would die, um, they were so obsessed with like the afterlife that their whole funeral tradition kind of revolved around... Um, the superstition that like um your loved one would like come back through like paintings like mm -hmm. family portraits on the walls they would take all of the the pictures on the walls down they would cover all the mirrors they would have a photo shoot with the dead body oh just, man yeah. isn't that just the greatest thing? the greatest thing and it's funny too because the you can look in old victorian pictures and the the person in the picture that's the clearest is mm -hmm. the dead body yeah. because it took so long to take the picture that everybody else moved. Yeah. I I researched that part of it, the fact that, like, because they had to sit still for so long for the – I forget what the terminology is for, but basically for the photo to completely take, they were the clearest part, which kind of makes it more eerie because you're kind of like <laughs> – The best models are dead. <laughs> There are all those bodies just hanging out. Hey, guys, you know. And I 
don't know how I would feel about that if my family was like, let's take a photo of her dead body. That's a great idea. Well, they had to do it so quickly, too, because you didn't even have time to register, like, process emotionally the fact that this loved one is dead because you had to get hurry and get the pictures taken before the body started Start decomposing. Decay. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And, and then, it, can you imagine just sitting with, your, like, your cousin Bob, and he's just, just like, good old Bob. Good old Bob. One last hurrah. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like Weekend at Bernie, where they just carry the dead body around. Or just do a photo people. shoot. They just have, um, like, a glamour magazine. Just right. come and just take pictures of the dead body. But seriously, and then, like, if their body started to smell at all Ooh. because they didn't get the photo taken soon enough. Can you imagine those poor little kids who are scarred for life? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fun fact, that's also why things like potpourri and, and stuff like that and incense, they would, like, become really popular at funerals because by the time the funeral actually happened, and it was, like, over the course of four days, they would have, like, morning, like, gatherings, like, yeah. a, a four-day-long wake, and then they would have the actual burial, so the, the body was gonna be stinky. <laughs> Like, real stinky before it was in the ground. It's really gross. Uh, it, it's fascinating to me just because I know during the Victorian area as well, I did a project in college about a, a local cemetery, and it was literally built for people just to come and be with the dead. That was a big Victorian thing as well. They'd go and have picnics, and th that's what it makes me think of. Like, you're yeah. going to go and have a picnic with Uncle Bob just because... I guess that's kind of jolly, I guess. Like, <laughs> let their memory live on. For those who don't know, though, uh, Caitlin is actually... She was an anthropology major, so she's... You said this historical side of this is, like, her jam. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I miss it a lot. Not at all <laughs> surprised that you did a report on, on Victorian cemeteries. I know, it's my favorite. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, it's great. So the second fun fact that I learned, just continuing with this obsession with death that Victorians had, they would so wear dead stuff on their heads. They, their half their hats had like dead birds, <laughs> just featured like Lady Gaga style. Like Gaga was not that original. Like nope, her predecessors were like Queen Victoria, and even middle class. It wasn't even just the super rich people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as you could afford it, because I, I mean, I'm sure the more exotic birds and things like that were more expensive, but because it was so popular, they wanted to be, you know, just like today, you want to be like whoever. So you have like a dead pigeon that right. looks super boring if you're a poor person. Because that's a status symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so the poor people had pigeons on their head, oh, and the like boy. really rich people had like <laughs> colorful parrots. Yeah, I mean, I also researched that during this time, there was a children's book actually written about it for oh the women's suffragist movement. About I know. dead birds about on dead their birds. head. It was literally called She's Wearing a Dead Bird on Her Head. <laughs> well, that is the most on the nose title. I know. It was so unique. They were so creative. Wow. Um, but basically, it was, it was written um, during that era for people who were against the naturalists, was basically uh, the style. So anything that was oh. natural was really in. That's why um, pinching your cheeks to make it look like you had blush on and things like mm. that. Super Victorian era. I'm not sure if Victoria herself was the one who penned all of those things, but during that time it was really popular. But the whole book was a children's book, but it was really against the idea that, like, this is not okay. It was propaganda. <laughs> Let birds be birds, you know what I mean? Let, Let them fly. Yeah. Um, and just, like, woman empowerment and things like that, you know. Which is great. Great mm -hmm, idea. Yeah. It's just a really interesting twist on a the children's whole. book. <laughs> Don't wear birds on your Don't head. Don't wear dead birds on your head. <laughs> I found it pretty Children. <laughs> that's oh who you gosh. should, you know, that's the target. They're the next mm -hmm. generation. So, I mean, come on. So they don't wear dead things on their head. <laughs> yeah. Start them young. Start them young. <laughs> um, okay, so the next thing, and I guess 
this one was kind of weird. Um, but but not, not really. All weird. It's, it's, <laughs> they're, they're, they're all really weird. <laughs> this I mean, one though, when I started reading it, I was like, oh, face masks. We all we all wear, you know, when we're, we want to like do some self care. Yeah, we well, especially a, during now, like yeah. during COVID and stuff. How it's kind of like an executive order. Or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so both kinds of face masks, in fact. So we. Um, these days we have like the skin softening cream that we put on and leave on for hours. We have clay masks that are a big trend right yeah, now too. Yeah, get rid of acne. Yeah, all the beauty every, supplements. Every skin condition. Well, back then they had basically only a couple options, um, but they did use they used skincare masks um, that made them look a little bit like Hannibal Lecter. Um, real weird. So their popular version of self care was not a sweet smelling cream. Um, it was, in fact, a face glove that they just strapped onto their face overnight. <laughs> oh and they just, <laughs> they just hey guys, slept on, on that. Let me put on my uh, Jason mask <laughs> really quick. <laughs> right. Sorry, it's a beauty zone, but I gotta get this gotta, done before the wedding. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel some wrinkles coming on. I just, right, sorry. I just gotta I'm slap that baby on We can still talk. There. I just... <laughs> It was, Maybe freaked out for a while. And when, when that one didn't work, when, like, the Jason mask equivalent did not work, <laughs> they had what was called Madame Raleigh's face mask, which... Oh, no, that was... Oh, sorry. So the Madame Raleigh's face mask was the Jason-style mask they mm -hmm. strapped on their face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which would make me go insane. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could sleep with that thing on. You probably couldn't breathe very well. No. You know what I mean? I'm, and I'm claustrophobic, so even just the idea makes me want to hyperventilate. Um, but <laughs> their, the their backup plan, if that one didn't work, was to slap raw meat on their face. Like, they just sat there with a slab of meat on their face, like, mmm, yes, nutrients for my skin. I hope that having pets during this time wasn't super common. <laughs> it was, though. <laughs> up and your dog just is like... gnawing at your face oh sorry oh, missed that's... the steak <laughs> sorry i forgot that you like to eat meat too uh, this is just a awkward moment so for all gross that's awesome. so gross and I, mm, I i mean i don't actually again i'm a subpar expert in all things i don't know if you can get like diseases like salmonella through your skin but i feel like that's what that feels like you're <laughs> slapping salmonella on your skin when you put stuff like that on your face i mean if it's for the name of beauty we do weird things in the name we of do beauty, we do so like wearing high heels that no one actually enjoys yeah, it's true <laughs> well and i guess a lot of our skincare products have a bunch of terrible chemicals in them too so like i don't know I mean, which is worse like the back organic in the day? meat or <laughs> Or cream with preservatives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. Yeah. It really was worse. Yeah. But you remember back in the day when you would use like peroxide to dry out your skin because oh you thought that would make. Yes, your skin I was such better. an idiot. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those things. Maybe just putting it could. on would just make me feel better. Maybe they it. just got so desperate <laughs> that they're like anything. Let me just rub anything on my face. Send me. That's a good idea. That's it. Yeah. That's Send gotta me. be. Me. That's yeah, gotta you be. Know. So back to death. <laughs> um, again, it's a common theme, Vic I feel the like. Victorians, man, they were obsessed with death. So, um, number four fact that I learned was that y if you were wealthy enough um, and you didn't have enough friends um, <laughs> and you wanted to be... So, like, a standard friend? So, like, that's like a so, <laughs> Sorry. Rich and friendless. This is where we're starting. Rich and friendless, <laughs> and you wanted to look like you were popular and well-liked at your funeral, you could pay people professional mourners to come and show up at your funeral and cry and pretend they're really devastated that you're dead and and that was like a thing like you what? could make a living as a mourner i feel like i would have done well i feel like i, I feel like I, 
I could have done well as a <laughs> professional mourner. Well, I mean, you are a good actress. I, so I could just cry on you. <laughs> you tell me when, and I, I got like, you. I really. She was such a but great I feel like woman. that'd be creepy. Can you imagine being yes. at someone's funeral and someone's just crying in the corner? You're like, who is this? Who guy? is this no one person? Like, you're the one friend this dead person has, and you're right. like, I don't remember you at all, and I was their only friend. But they have one friend. <laughs> I guess that would make five? you seem kind of like mysterious, though, and mm-hmm. mystic. I feel like you would enjoy that, like the yeah, drama. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh, no, if I were a rich Victorian with no friends, this I'm not going to lie to you. This is something I would look into. Um, also, on the other side of that, if I was poor in the Victorian era, I would look into this career choice. I mean, like, fair. It's, I, it's, you know. It's a valid career choice. It's, it is. People are rich. You know they're going to pay well. Actors are a thing. Right. So, like, the, yeah. And back then they didn't have, like, YouTube where actors could get famous or anything. So, like, they showed <laughs> up Nothing against YouTubers, but you're right. But like, you're right, yeah. Yeah, I'm right. Um, but it's not even it's not even a new concept though because when I was reading about it, it went as far back as like ancient Egypt and some parts mm. of Asia yeah. where they took the mourning period so seriously that like everybody mourned or or you could like that was your job if you were um, part of certain religions like your job was to mourn the dead so that they have like I don't know a path to the afterlife because people cared about them. I feel like it's kind of counterintuitive to what we do today like today it's like you go to the funeral and you're done like now you're expected to be done mourning yeah <laughs> yeah you are black for a day it's the funeral <laughs> you know yeah, what I and mean? then after like, that you're just depressed right yeah and then you need help but like, back no then we have mental health issues but that's fine right <laughs> victorians back then also and i think for a while because i remember seeing this in downton abbey too so like into the 20s probably mm. this was a thing where you were expected to like wear black and consider yourself in mourning for a certain amount of time depending on how close you were to the deceased so like if it was a close family member for like a month or two you're supposed to wear black i would run out of clothes <laughs> like <laughs> you'd have to invest in it. like this is a, my just in case someone imagine dies trying to go shop? <laughs> just in case just in case someone dies that's how it works if you're wealthy especially it's like okay i have to go shopping i'm too depressed to do so mm. but i gotta do it you know what i mean like that'd be even more depressing let me go shopping for the dead person (laughs) that's so sad it is um it was not as so again when i referenced like how it was for some people it was a religious thing too but victorians it was it was heavy on the class system like Mm. they were all about appearances so it was not at all it was not at all like a sacred thing it was more of like a i don't want people to know they people hated me thing like i want people to pretend to like me yeah like a status thing yeah. more people who, who like me the better of a person i see more I and more popular way cooler in society than i actually was. i really feel like that's i think i wrote this in the notes too it's similar to today's society only it's like how many followers you have on instagram yes <laughs> or like oh my gosh. how many friends you have on facebook <laughs> followers are the new professional mourners it really is so, so like your internet cool. friends will mourn your death because they follow you and on your page instagram. will like forever become like uh-huh. uh its own statue your to your digital lifetime. headstone yeah. oh my gosh we should write a book about this <laughs> i don't know if we're quite qualified again like yeah, subpar subpar <laughs> We're going to keep saying that disclaimer in every episode. We are subpar. Subpar. Do not take anything we say seriously. Yeah, I'm just sorry. I had to <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, again, again, Victorians were whack. Yes, so they were. Around the holidays, um, they, they played a lot of games mostly because, you know, they didn't have TV. 
um, or, or the internet. That's the only reason. Oh, the only reason. They hadn't invented that yet. But, um, you know, when it was cold, there were outdoor things to do, but a lot of the activities that they would do with their families in the holidays were, like, weird games in the parlor. Um, one of which... everyone has a party. Everyone... And I have a chapter in my Victorian novel where they're all stuck inside playing a holiday game at a holiday party. So, obviously, it happened. Obviously, it happened. <laughs> well, I was, re- I was like, what games did Victorians play at Christmas? And right. the first thing that popped up was a game called Snapdragon, which, obviously, I chose that just because of the name. Yeah, I was like, well, this is the one I'm picking. I don't even care how to play the game. <laughs> and then I read, Naturally, based yeah, solely, solely on the name. name. Well chosen, guys. Um, but I read the instructions, and it, so what happened was the players would pour brandy into a bowl of raisins. Because everyone drank brandy. And they liked raisins, I guess, (laughs) or everyone had raisins. Um, and then they set the brandy on fire, (laughs) which, again, when I was reading this, I'm like, this just keeps getting better. Like, first it's called Snapdragon, and then they set stuff on fire. That's great. Yeah. Um, so then. all the pyros out there. Yeah, exactly. Play Snapdragon this Christmas, please. Um, so each player would take their turn sticking their bare hand in the fiery bowl of, of, of raisins, and they would plop a flaming raisin into their mouth and see, like, that would extinguish the flame, obviously, because obviously. your mouth is moist most of the time. Naturally. Um, and they would see how long they could hold it in their mouth, preferably, like, like eating it they would they would try to eat it yeah and you know whoever succeeded won <laughs> apparently that was a good time apparently <laughs> it's like you just love a, a nice like flame and brandy <laughs> you best know? way to have brandy and raisins <laughs> is just set great. them on fire set them on fire it just it just makes sense <laughs> but yeah. and my first thought is just okay i know that your mouth distinguishes the flame i'm yeah. not completely dumb in that area but like <laughs> Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, that had to, like, burn in some sort of capacity. Whether it's your lips, or the, your skin inside At your some mouth. point, you stop tasting stuff. Right. Like, like yeah. it's kind of like when you sip something that's really hot, and you taste rubber for two days. You yeah. know? But uh-huh. worse. They probably taste ash for, like, a week. Oh, man. At least. It's I nuts. also read that the, um, another name for the game, or one of the reasons why they played the game, is that they wanted to make someone look like a demon, and so they turned the lights down or like you know obviously they had candles the most time they didn't have you know electric mm-hmm. electricity yet or whatever but they wanted to turn the lights down so everything felt more eerie and the person looked like a demon when they'd pop into their mouth but i was like that's, that's why it's called that's snap dragon christmas though that's what, need that's what we need around christmas everybody let's let's dim the lights and look like demons right merry I was christmas like, why Jesus. does this make sense for a christmas party yeah. that oh, like makes man. me think of that um that scene from The Office where Michael's looking at the camera and he's like, sorry, Jesus, your party sucks. <laughs> like, that's how We're celebrating that by looking like demons. We're like looking like demons. Sorry, we're disrespecting your day. Sorry, your birthday sucks. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just really sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say, that game is featured in my book because... Naturally. Because Flaming Raisins and the name Snapdragon. Naturally. Need I say more? Need I say more? Need I say more? Um, okay, so the next thing that I researched, and I honestly, I don't know what led me to this. This is, again, like I said before, it's like when you're looking up the dates uh, a war ended and then you end up with arsenic. Yeah. So, like, maybe this was that rabbit hole. I'm not really sure. Um, but 
one of the some of the probably was a rabbit hole, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> some of our like cosmetic procedures are sometimes considered extreme, like Botox and stuff, like extreme Botox. Um, but they're really kind of nothing compared to Dr. Campbell's arsenic wafers. Oh my um, yeah, it sounds like like a nice snack when you say wafers. Like vanilla sounds wafers. Like it, but yeah, like, it sounds it like really? it, but it's arsenic flavored, right. naturally flavored. Naturally. Um, so you just you nibble on this on the snack. You just nibble on those wafers, or you apply it directly to your skin as a cleanser. Oh my gosh. So either way, it was supposed to be like the end-all, beat-all of skincare. It's supposed to get rid of wrinkles, it's supposed to clear your complexion, everything. Like, For you me, name it. I just don't... <laughs> Doesn't sound good to you? understand. Because I read about this a little bit, I didn't do a ton of research, but from what I, one of the things I did read is that the guy guaranteed that it was completely harmless to those who ate it. And I'm like, it literally says arsenic. Arsenic. How do you Guys, not? we know it's a poison. Why does that make sense to you? Mm -mm, yeah. <laughs> Let I me just go ahead and nibble on some wafers while I slowly die. It's totally fine. Nibble on my yummy poison. Yum. Again, I, what we do for beauty, I guess. Right? We're dying beauty anyway. Beauty is pain. <laughs> beauty is pain. And uh, naturally, it didn't work. It, none of it worked. Right. I mean, he w had, was a really good salesman, so tons of women across the world or at least england i don't know i didn't i didn't research the world i was just researching england the world the well world. england well you know they felt at the time they felt like they were the world so yeah that's true um they did but, kind of conquer native colonies in yeah. australia thinking they were awesome so. exactly so they're like we're all the Here we are. um but yeah no it killed like most of the women who tried it slowly and painfully but it did but it did um the women who could afford it, so really it only killed off the upper class because poor women couldn't afford their yummy poison wafers. Dang it. Dang it. Um, and they died before they could realize it wasn't working either. So right. Like, so it's like, hang in there for another month, maybe it'll clear my skin. <laughs> no. That's... And then they got their picture taken with their yeah. relatives. <laughs> and then they got their picture. And you know what? And I bet they had a professional mourner. I, I love that you said that, though, because... <laughs> Because the next thing I was going to point out was that one of their uh, the side effects to the arsenic before they would die, their skin would turn a greenish hue. So not only are their family members taking pictures with their dead bodies, but they're also they also look like uh, Martians or something, <laughs> like green dead bodies. Well, here's great grandma, here's your but <laughs> she looks like a lizard just disregarded. <laughs> she looks real sick. <laughs> Can you imagine her poor little grandchild? Oh it's like, what gosh. happened to <laughs> Grandma Why is Grandma Green? I don't know. Oh, man. That'd be quite, know. quite a crazy. sight for, like, a little grandchild. You anyway. might make one faint. Speaking of fainting, you like that transition there? <laughs> Speaking of so fainting. So smooth. So smooth. I'm good at this. Um, the next thing that I, uh, I stumbled upon was one of the most common. Now, I want to, like, preface this by saying that there were like legitimate health re concerns with like women's fashion and stuff like the corsets really did a lot of organ damage and and they like legitimately caused women to pass out yeah well they, they would cause dysfunction to the body shape and totally distort yeah. their entire figure 100 but <laughs> that said <laughs> it was also very common for women to use fainting as kind of a clutch move to get out of things 
So, like, <laughs> if a guy that you're not that crazy about is, like, you want to marry me, and you just pass out. If you don't want to figure out a nice way to reject him, just faint. <laughs> just faint away from him. Send a note like, oh. while you're in the hospital. <laughs> trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry, uh, bro, I'm just not into it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, upset by a mild inconvenience. Like, oh, no, it's raining outside. I don't want to do anything. I think I'm just going to faint. And then just pass out on the couch. So go ahead and do it. I mean, it distracts everybody from the situation. Right. It's a nice change of subject. And who doesn't love a grossly dramatic overreaction to stuff? I mean, right. really. As I was looking into this point, it was funny because I feel like a lot of the, from the women's perspective about corsets, it was like, oh, it's totally just enhancing my natural figure. This has absolutely no pro, like it does nothing to my body at all. It just helps enhance my natural figure. And it's kind of funny because I kind of wonder what people, or at least women of today, would think about it. Because it's like, obviously it's, you know, doing lots of different things to your body. Absolutely. 110%. But it is kind of nice to have the excuse of like, oh, I'm going to faint Right? Uh, oh, no. I'm going to. It's like when people, now, now I'm saying this because I do have a chronic condition. But it's like if you use a chronic condition as like an excuse to get out of stuff. Right. Like I have legitimate, I'm, di- I'm a type 1 diabetic. And I have legitimately been like, I'm sorry, I can't eat that food. Um, I'm diabetic. <laughs> and for someone who, like, doesn't know what diabetes is, that sounds like a legitimate excuse to not eat the gross food you've just presented them. <laughs> but it's like, no, I have insulin. I can definitely eat that. I just don't want I to. Do. Right, exactly. Right. Or like, oh, I can't. I'm sick today. I can't, I can't do that social thing that I promised I would do because I have diabetes. <laughs> like, it's, it becomes... It makes me wonder... <laughs> It does make me wonder if people would just faint for the fact of fainting. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and it makes you go back and want and want to like rewatch shows, and you're like, I bet that was fake, even though it's <laughs> definitely a show and they're acting like, in it. But you know, you got a script like put that in just to give some a distraction from the scene at hand, just to give it like a dramatic flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that that was their jam. Victorians love dramatic flair. Speaking of the Victorian tendency for dramatic effect um if you were the <laughs> insert last, dramatic effect insert here dramatic effect here um the last thing that i dabbled in um as far as quirky victorian things um are concerned was if you were a wealthy landowner and you had a really nice garden and you felt like throwing away a bunch of money you could uh hire an old hermit man <laughs> <laughs> to live in your garden and just hang out all day long and that would be his job you'd pay room and board and, naturally naturally and in exchange he would dress up like a druid and just wander the garden ask, acting as weird as possible so you just got this old man this weird as crap old man just walking around I think your it's garden. just that like you really don't have anything else to spend your money on. they liked being whimsical Caitlin they really loved they had because a thing that for makes the, it okay. <laughs> they had a thing for the macabre, and they also really loved, they were obsessed with, like, the occult and magic and superstitions and stuff like that. And so the idea of having this whimsical old man just kind of live there, is, I mean, it was appealing to them, and that made them more interesting. It, it gave them the um, <laughs> appeal of, like, uh, of like a, a Celtic, yeah, I don't know, a Celtic myth. Well, they thrived on that. You know, if you consider 
an unwashed man who's been living in your basement for seven years. What is it called? In your basement. <laughs> I, I mean, where else are they going to lodge him? They're not going to yeah. lodge him in their house. Well, they've got, they've been made like little cottages. And actually, funny, funny thing is this was the origin of the garden gnome. So like, oh, eventually. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. How did you go from gross old man <laughs> to, cute little to a garden gnome? Well, you know, not everyone can afford a gross old man to live in their garden. That's fair. And so they started making, like, little wooden gnome things that you could just stick oh. in your garden. And so This poor, is cheaper. It is cheaper. Poor people can have whimsy. They don't whimsy. have to eat food yeah. or stay in a nice warm bed. You don't have to pay room and board, and they don't creep out your guests quite as much right. as the old druid. And man. I guess, you know, in an era where they don't have, like, net, what, net, blah, 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 blah. wow. <laughs> they We're don't have. killing it. <laughs> They don't have Netflix, like, Halloween movies to creep you out. They, so they just have yeah. to have, like, another person to creep them out in their backyard. I'm not typically a fan of someone who just kind of, like, lingers in the background of yeah, my house. Yeah. Trying to creep in my window. Loitering. Yeah, I'm not Loiterers. really a fan of that. No. I feel like in today's era, a lot of people you put up signs sue for that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fine you for yeah. crossing and trespassing. But if you're, like, if you're paying them, I guess. I don't know. I guess it changes. I don't know. There's a paycheck involved. Again, it made you look more interesting. Kind of like the paying a mourner to show up at your funeral. Like, you looked, like... You look real important the more people you have hanging around, I guess. I guess that's true. I don't know. And back then they also, so the really rich people, they kind of do this today a little bit, but it's not quite as common, but very wealthy estates, you could, like, pay for a ticket to tour the estate. Mm -hmm. And I guess in that instance, having, like, a random druid just (laughs) wandering your garden made it, like, a more worthwhile tour. So if your house was, like, eh, I've got a rich person house. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) rich house then you go to the garden oh yes there's a druid back here <laughs> I, I've always found that so weird I, I remember I first researched it back when like the second or third time I watched um, Pride and Prejudice the new ver- the newer version with Keira Knightley oh that's a good one I like that one super dramatic it mm-hmm. makes it better but like when she's taking a tour of this guy's house and I'm like why are you just so taking weird. a tour of this guy's house that's not your house Keira Knightley <laughs> Kira, what are you what doing what are you doing girlfriend <laughs> I know you look super cute with your hair like that but come on that's not your house it's not your house yeah, but then like, this is kind of where she falls in love with this statue so I mean yeah that was weird <laughs> it has like the zoom in of <laughs> the statue cinematic masterpiece but not all of it was so, like, there are parts where I'm like what are you we're gonna take back a star and a half yeah, for just that just that, that, that weird close up um but yeah, yeah, they d- it was very common back then. Rich people were all the rage for poor people to like admire, which I, they kind of are now. Now we just have celebrities that we watch on social media yeah. rather than tour their houses. Which really is the wealthy class if you think about it. But at the same time, it's kind of like not as fun because you have we literally can read everything about their lives, good mm-hmm. and bad, which I'm sure they. There's hate. no mystery. Yeah, there's no really no mystery. Could you imagine anymore. Madonna having a hermit living in her garden? <laughs> she wouldn't. That's the best. <laughs> She would. It'd be Lady Gaga. It would <laughs> back circle around to Lady Gaga. The dead birds and the hermit. She's like, Lady Gaga is a Victorian You're queen. welcome to the inspiration, Gaga. You're please welcome. tag us. Please. Please. But please it's it. so true. Like, I just feel like the wealthy definitely still are admirable, but I feel like there's less mystery. So, like, back then, it definitely was probably more fun because you only ever read about them in, like, news articles mm-hmm. or magazines or whatever. And that like, was only if they were, like... Lady so-and-so with the garments of the day, you know right. what I mean? But and that like, was, the like, the big... Either the big scandals or the big, like, marriage announcements. We didn't right. hear about their daily life. You had to pay to see their daily life. Right. Which and is it, weird. They're kind of like like a rich zoo. Yeah. And it's <laughs> <so> <laughs> 
vision to just see them in their natural habitat. They're just not in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we probably do. Right, yeah, let's, okay, we can wrap this up. Yeah, so, so yeah, so there you go. I mean, you guys are, are now, like, also subpar experts. In the Victorian area, you're the welcome. You're welcome. So, do we have any final thoughts, Caitlin? What are your final thoughts? Um, just that Victorians were just as weird as I thought they were. <laughs> you were not surprised. I was not at all yeah. surprised. I also wasn't super surprised that they were into death just because of how long Victoria mourned her husband's death. I read oh, about that because yeah. there's a new show out. <gasps> well, it probably isn't actually new, but I've been watching it on Prime. <laughs> it's new to you. <laughs> new to me, so I like to think it's new. But called Victoria, that kind of is like a dramatized version oh, of her life. Is that with Jenna Coleman? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure, she's British. She knows all of the actors and actresses. Caitlin does I'm not. very, like, yeah, it's a, yeah, I have a problem. Um, it's fine. I think that's like, don't expose my problem. Don't expose <laughs> I have so many issues. Let's talk about all of them. Um, no, I think that is one with Jenna Coleman. I really, Queen Victoria is really interesting, and she actually did, just like with the mourning process, extending that longer than necessary, um, mm-hmm. publicly even, she, mm-hmm. like, painted... Um, all of the fences in London black. Right. And now, and they're still black. Like, they mm-hmm. just kept them that way. They're like, yep, let's keep mourning Albert's death. That's fine. Right. Um, but she did a lot of revolutionary things. She changed wedding traditions, which I didn't dive into in this, but it is featured in my book, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they didn't used to wear white dresses. Mm-hmm. They would wear colorful ones. And actually, mm-hmm. the older the bride, the darker colored dress they wore. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. You'd, like, have a dark plum if you're, like, 28. Because that's like a, that's super that's old. old. That's super old. And when we were We're getting up there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, already married anyway. You're fine. You're not a spinster. Fine. I'm approaching spinsterhood. My dress was white. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Took after Queen Victoria. But that is the reason why I wasn't surprised because I did know that about her and that she made a lot of those things super popular mm-hmm. because of the fact she mourned for so long. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't intentional. Most of the time, it's just like... You don't think she stopped and went, I'm going to be a freaking trendsetter. Like, everyone centuries from now will follow no, my I lead. don't think that was a single thought in her brain. No. I'm going to set... I'm going to make death awesome. I'm going to make death really cool. These right. people are going to love it. But I think because of that, and she was, she did become more popular because of things she did as well, mm-hmm. just impacts... She was a quirky woman. That, yeah, she really was. And so, I mean, society was already pretty quirky before, and then, then you, she hits the stage and it just gets quirkier, which makes for great story background. I'll tell you that. It makes for a good setting. <laughs> so make sure to read her Re- next uh, book. Yeah, my <laughs> final thought is a, a shameless plug for my next book. Um, also, I have a Patreon. So if you look up me up on Patreon under the name Renee Tamsin, um, T-A-M-S-I-N, by the way. A lot of people try to spell it with an O, and it, like... Or E. They're like, I can't find you. And I'm like, well, spell it right. <laughs> um, but that's where I post all of my um, my historical fiction. I post it as a serial, very Charles Dickens style. Um, so if you want to start reading my Victorian novel, it's going to start being posted in March 2021. Um, plus, I also have some really cool short stories on there um, that are related to my fantasy series, The Arcus Tales, for any of you who have read that. Um, and you can find that series on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Because she's awesome. Because I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, also, a shameless plug for my store. I actually make home decor because I'm very weird cute. And creative. <laughs> cute home decor. <laughs> Completely different from an author. I'm not that cool. But you should all buy her stuff too. <laughs> um, you can follow that at the Dwelling Place Decor on Instagram. Um, I do sell stuff only on Instagram right now. I'm looking to start an Etsy shop in the future. Um, so keep an eye out for that. 
I also have a personal page, which is um, that Kate Schick ninety three, where my blog is also posted as well. So shameless plug. Yeah. Follow that if you follow feel. both of us, guys. <laughs> if you love this, follow both of us. Also, if you liked this episode, please leave us a review and don't forget yes, to subscribe so you can awesome. listen to more of our our chatty episodes and about all the information you don't need to. Know. <laughs> hey, we give you great conversation starters at parties, so keep on listening. It's true. Um, this has been Renee. And Caitlin. Thanks for dabbling with us.